Well, let me ask this. Do you feel us grown men is acting feminist, acting feminist, feminine, knowing like we are going into our feelings and we letting you women know, hey, yeah, we did our little thing, but you know, I'm, I'm catching, I'm, I'm really feeling you. I'm digging you. I'm trying to see, you know, what's more about us that we could be more than just, you know, just, you know, smashing and having sex here and there and stuff. I don't think that makes a man uh, feminine if he and, a, uh, you know, whoever the partner is, he, she, it, them, whatever. If you start off one way and then you get to know this person, you're like, yo, this person is dope. And you put it out there. I don't think that makes you feminine, especially as you get older. <laughs> I make this joke all the time. Uh, you know, as we get older, you realize t- you don't got all you know the time that you used to think that you had. When you see something, it's like, whoa! I'm starting to speak up way quicker than when I was in my younger days. I'll probably, well, I'll see how things go. No, you gotta like speak up right then and there because if the person's feeling the same way as you, y'all could have something special. And if they don't, you're not wasting months or years, even though you're feeling some kind of way. It's best to know now, in my opinion, than wasting even more time. And then on the inside, you're like, oh, all tore up, but you haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of tore up, um, the one interesting thing that um, I asked this question years ago and it's not as many people it was surprisingly certain people spoke up with this but as we get older and how we feel about sex and what we want to do with sex and everything and how we were in our younger years do you feel a person both men and women to actually feel sex out, and yeah. and let me re, let me go ahead and say what that actually means. So when I say the term "sex out," I mean you have done all you can with sex, no matter how it comes, no matter where it comes. And no matter how many different category of sex you put yourself in to the point that sex has become too easy. And no matter how much you've done so much with sex, sex could become boring at this point. So that's why I mean sex out. So go ahead with your answer. I agree. I think people, this is anything. I like cupcakes. I don't want to eat cupcakes every day. You know what I mean? Sometimes you could just overdo it. When I was younger, I used to love chocolate uh, cupcakes. Now, ugh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I've eaten it too much. You have to give yourself a break with anything. If you just keep doing it and keep doing it, it's not going to have the same effect and you're not going to be feeling the same way that you used to about something. 
So I definitely feel that sometimes uh, when it comes to our sexual appetite, it could be masturbation. You're doing it too frequently, you're going to have to keep rubbing or using a toy a little longer. You got to give it a break every now and then or eventually it just doesn't feel the same. You're, like you said, sexed out. Mm-hmm. And with being sexed out, do you feel like that could actually... I won't say make a break or could that harm a person where they haven't experienced sex and they want to experience sex with that person, but they done all in all everything when it comes to sex. Yeah, I think it's time to take a break. Temporarily take a break and come back to it later. Do you feel sex has become more easy to get today than what it was years ago? I I do believe that yes, it's easier to get. Now again, you can go back listening to like the 90s hip hop. They were talking about getting hoes and you know, and stuff like that then. But the uh, invention of these dating apps, what used to be back in the day, you had to actually either be, you know, working with this person. They lived in your neighborhood. You know, you just happen to be out, bumped into somebody, you exchange numbers, you talk. That takes time. Now that you have these dating apps, you can talk to way more people than you ever normally would have. And they even have apps that's just dedicated to hookups. So yeah, sex is definitely way more easier. A lot of the the stigmas that, you know, I I can't speak for you, but African-American, a lot of the stigmas and stuff that people used to have about sex, they don't even have that anymore. I remember when people not even admit to perform oral sex. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, if you're not doing that, bye-bye. People automatically tell you, oh, I'm into this, that, blah, 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 blah. Because if you're not, I don't even want you. So I do think that it's easier because people don't have the stigma attached. And that we have the technology to just talk with so many more people than, you know, just in person, whatever, whatever bring us. Uh, I do agree with some of these sites because um, I remember going into my freshman year in um, college, we had certain sites that, you know, it was, let me rephrase that. You had certain people who they talked to you cool and everything, but turn around, they they kind of like bring it open to like, yeah, this is what I want. Are you, are you about it? Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, honestly, I felt like it's out. It's more out there today, but I feel like in them yesterday years, it was more like, although it was out there, it was more like you could still you had to actually game. You had to like really know how to. It to I would say, and yeah. you had to have that. It's 
some guys, you know, and girls, they have it. They might not necessarily even be attractive. Look, uh, no offense to the late rapper Biggie, but he wasn't like physically like, oh yeah, it's just so fine. No, but the way he carried himself, he was getting women <laughs> just throwing it at him. So it's like you either had to know how to talk to women or you just had it and women just gravitated towards you. Now, going back to what you just said, going back to what we said earlier, do you feel the confidence has been lower so bad that women decided to um, do all these different type of surgeries or do these type of uplifting to make themselves look so presentable to the point where you don't have to say nothing. It's just like, here, look. Look, look what I have. I'm going to go back to, you know, I feel certain people do surgeries, yes, for attention. Some people might do it because, you know, if you're a video vixen, you got to look good. <laughs> um, and some women is really just, or, or men, I'm sorry, it could go either way. Sometimes people have problem areas, you know, and it's just something they, they want to do to make themselves feel better. But I feel like, sex is so easy you don't have to do surgery to you know uh, uh, entice anyone mm. heard that uh, let's see I could think I don't know too much what else to think um, if there's any questions you would like to ask me on this on this nature cause I mean this is something that I have to say um we got a lot of information, a lot of stuff out the bag when it comes to this that people probably never really talk about. I agree. Uh, okay. Something that we didn't bring up since we're talking about sex is STDs, getting tested, uh, using condoms. When do you decide not to use a condom with someone? What, what do you think about that? Like, when you're with someone, whether it be casual or relationship, when do you start bringing up the whole, have you been tested? Or do you even ask the person, have they been tested? I want to say those like one of those questions a lot of people want to avoid. But at the same time, it's like, how much comfortability and trust do you have with that person, that partner of yours. Um, I know some men and women feel like um, wearing a condom is something is not too fun because you don't feel all the excitement and everything if you're not wearing one. Um, it's just more of something how comfortable and how open you are when it comes to a, you know, are you you're clean, you're safe, you got nothing that could endanger a person, and and even if something that you do have, how much are you willing to open that to your partner? And I feel like um, it's really all about opening up as far as what can you say, you know, that's gonna make a person comfortable. Okay. Um, me myself, um, when I was younger, 
I was ignorant on a lot of stuff. So I felt like, you know, hey, you know, if it's casual, you definitely are strapping up. If it was somebody that I was feeling at a certain point, you know, it could be early, it could be later on. I felt comfortable with them. Then I was like, you know, hey, yeah, we don't have to use protection. But um, I later ended up uh, finding out a lot of stuff about STDs. Um, Number one, people are supposed to disclose when they have certain STDs. But if the person doesn't know because they haven't been tested, there's nothing you can do. Now you got it, potentially. Mm -hmm. And looking at the numbers, uh, African-American women, Black women, we tend to um, get from male partners STDs at a high, higher rate than if I were white or even Hispanic. And so it opened me up to like, you know, starting to ask people, you know, not just, hey, wear a condom because come to find out herpes doesn't matter if you have a condom on or not, you can still get it. And (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, when you hear herpes, there's such a stigma with herpes. And then when I look up the stats, over 50% of the worldwide population has herpes. They might not have a breakout that's visible and don't even know that they have it. You have to actually, when you go ask to get tested for STDs, you have to specifically ask for herpes for you to get tested for that. And sometimes, believe it or not, a doctor will say, hey, if you're not visibly showing any symptoms, there are false positives when we give you a test. Mm. So it's one of those things where, hey, you could have a false positive. Now you're depressed. How am I going to tell my partner I have something that you really don't have? You have to then get tested later on just to, you know, and so it's crazy to me because I had a situation not going to really get into a whole lot of how I ended up finding all this information out. But there's a lot of people walking around have things and they just they're not tested and you just thinking hey over time I I trust you can leave you later on potentially having something and what I found out is um, with herpes women tend to be the receiver the man can easily give it to the woman but it's harder for the woman to give it to the man unless you're engaging in like lesbian sex where you're, you know, tripping and the skin to skin. So I was like, whoa, you know, I go get myself uh, actively tested now. But I have learned like a whole lot that I just, I didn't know. And so a lot of things that I was just um, like really into for like example, oral, if that person, because we think herpes, we think of type two. That type one is the one that a lot of people have and don't even realize. They're kissing you. The saliva, they're performing oral sex. They can give it to you. And so you have to be really careful. And I just want to say to anyone that's listening, get tested regularly. Ask your partner to get tested regularly. And let's end the stigma of a lot of, you know, STDs, not just uh, herpes 
HIV. There's like great meds that's out there right now that if they their viral load is so low, they can't even sexually pass it on to you. There's PrEP that you can take to prevent yourself from even getting HIV. Like we got to get rid of a lot of the stigma. We also need to go and get our butts tested so we know so we can get these numbers down because there's a lot of people that's just never been tested. That's the word, get tested. Uh, Let's see, what else I could think of? Would you you date someone who like, say they had HIV, they told you, hey, I have HIV, but I take my medication. Would you deal with someone or date someone? You know, the funny thing about that is I actually met someone that that does. it was something that I'm like, this is a good friend of mine, but um, when she brought that information on me, um, it kind of like shocked me a little bit. But then the more she kind of like explained to me what was the scenario, situation, and everything else, it's like, okay, you know she could still live a life and still try to date and everything and just so happened you know she ended up having a a, a child you know later on so is it possible absolutely absolutely it's just more of how open you know not just how open but how agreeing somebody else willing to be so Although we never date and everything, but I actually met a good friend that um, that does um, have HIV, and she's living she's living her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would date someone if they told me, you know, hey, I blah blah blah. Because when I looked into it, I'm like, okay, the antivirals that they have out now. They can get it so low that they can't even spread it. They have stuff that I can take to protect myself. So I wouldn't be against it. Now, some people, you know, it depends. Some people are just like, nah. But definitely, I feel like that's the conversation that should be had. People need to, you know, not just take someone's word, but actually, like, I need to see some paperwork. Mm-hmm. So, what's the world of sex that's so out there today. Um, and I want to bring up something that um, is becoming like too frequently, too fast. Um, how much of you think the game of OnlyFans has changed up everything, especially with people who feel like they doing OnlyFans to make their living, and these are talking. This is not the not the quote unquote celebrity stars or whoever, but everyday normal people that we know that we that could be neighbors, work in the school, all those type of people. Like how you feel like OnlyFans has really changed up a lot of perspective when it comes to not just sex but actually knowing someone that does that and you trying to be in a relationship with that particular person definitely be honest that you know hey 
I am doing OnlyFans. Don't like neglect to tell a person, and then by chance they end up catching your video, or their homeboy be like, or homegirl be like, that person looks familiar. <laughs> you got to be open and honest. I uh, might be. I'm kind of liberal, I guess I put it like that, when it comes to the whole umbrella of sex work. Whether you're a cam girl, OnlyFans, stripping, I feel like, you know, it's legitimate work. I don't judge people if that's something they want to do. If you want to do that, and then we're talking about like, you know, hey, let's have something uh, relationship-wise, just be upfront and let me know, hey, you know, this is something that I do and let me make my own judgment on if I feel that I can deal with with it but at my age I'm older I don't really care like I don't care what like someone thinks about who I'm with I'm with them not you you know what I mean so it's like if I want to do something I want to do it just don't go about it and be sneaky and then either spring it on me way later or don't even tell me and I gotta find out that would like really bother me but yeah I am pro sex work Okay. Um, I guess you could say I'm more of an old school type of person where it's like um, everybody is an amateur doing stuff like that, but do you really consider yourself a star? I mean, I know people feel like as long as they're making money, it don't really matter, but you know, how well are you in the industry compared to those who's, you know, well known in the industry and everything. I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's just like, I look at it like, well, quote unquote, Instagram models. Are you really considering yourself a model just because you just be posting something on a particular social media site are you known as a model all over the world that we know or we know here in the US but does somebody know in elsewhere in outside the world like Naomi Campbell Naomi Campbell is one of the top models all over the world we know Naomi Campbell based off of name yeah Can we know this Instagram model based off of name I don't care about followers you could have multiple followers, but how well are you known? So when it comes to OnlyFans, it's kind of like, you know, it's just like one of those other social sites. It's just like, you know, you could be, you know, wholesome and whatever out in the daylight, but then you on these sites, you could be whoever and nobody will never know that this is the type of person that does that so and of course it all depends on who you are and what are you promoting out in you know out in the streets that you know people might feel or think of a certain way because it's not so much of the it's not so much what you do on the privacy of your own home it's more of okay you know you're doing this but you know how much is it going to affect your kids how much is going to affect other people you know other people you know how is it going to affect your profession and everywhere else True. so it's kind of like 
you know, it's one of those boundaries where it's like, yeah, you know what you're getting yourself into, but how much is this going to impact everything that falls under that? Exactly. So, um, I think we really like cover a lot when it comes to, um, I won't say just sex. I will say the sex that rarely a lot of people don't talk about or really think too deep of because, I mean, at the end of the day, we realize that um, certain things about sex has impact relationships. And certain things about sex kind of like impact how people look at one another when it comes to relationships. I agree. Now, and again, the biggest the, the biggest thing that came with this conversation is like, what do you do if you're having a partner that does not perform well and you really care for this person and this person really makes you happy? Do you stay or do you go? You know, and it's one of those things that a lot of people, um, women-wise, feel like, you know, well, do you feel like having a good man also brings having a good man who could actually put it down? I think in relationships, people want different things. For example, the, the trophy wife. I don't think she, you know, she may grow to love her husband, but ultimately what attracted her to her husband is the fact that he's going to provide for her. She might not care who he's sleeping with outside of her. She might be happy if he's sleeping with somebody else outside of her. I think people get into different um, relationships and what's important to them could be different. I um, was raised, you know, in poverty, poor. Financial security is very important to me. Sex can fall like, you get what I'm saying? I could be with someone, but hey, they're a hard worker. They're ambitious. I know my lights are going to get cut off when I'm with that person. I know if I lose my job, they'll get a second job in a heartbeat and I don't have to worry. I look into those type of things too, because to me, I, you know, what are we going to do? We having sex in a tent <laughs> or we have a home that could actually bring my attraction and, and how I feel about a person higher if I know that, hey, this person is financially secure, but the sex might not be, you know what I mean, where I would like it. I could still hang on and maintain a relationship with someone. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's just sex. Other things can be an important components in that relationship. Some people, sex is like that top thing, but me, myself, it is not. Oh, I, I know. What do you think about the ones who they trying to avoid sex in all ways of form? Where they like, they rather do different activities, outings, fun stuff, whatever be the case, but they will always try to avoid the sex, knowing what sex could bring or the temptations and everything and they realizing like 
you know, yeah, I'm not trying to be all into the sex, but you know, they they if it start coming up, they try to avoid it in so many different ways. Um, they need to be honest. Like, it's one thing to be like, hey, I only want it once or twice a month versus somebody I don't want it at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what kind of relationship is that where you just never want it? It's going to have it, the partner kind of questioning themselves. Like, are you not attracted to me? Uh, do you just have a low drive? Is there some type of underlying reason? Like, I would try to you know compromise like I said and I might not want it every day but this is what I can give you is that enough can we work through that if you really cared about a person now it gets tricky when it's just you know something casual and I see you when I see you versus you actually are saying hey I'm in a relationship I like this person and I get some people want to abstain until marriage if you bring that up in the beginning you get what i'm saying then fine but outside of that we're in a relationship and you're just avoiding it like no that's not cool and what do you think of those who feel especially in in the in the in the dating app world where um i don't know if other men came to you but the whole aspect of when you hear a man or if you see other women say a lot that if a guy wants sex or if he thinking about all he thinks about hookups and that's all he wants like how do you avoid those situations without trying to put that out there and say you know all men want sex where technically that's not the truth you just be careful with stereotypes and generalizations not all men are like that like i said i was actually with someone i had a higher drive than they did but i come to find out after i you know i I mentioned it and brought it up to them they had an underlying reason that they just were too afraid to come and tell me and i wish they had told me like you know sooner but yeah, don't just assume that all men, you know what I mean? We got to get out of that that way of thinking. And we have to like, if you really care about someone, we got to start bringing up our concerns and, you know, what works for me. Um, for example, you should feel comfortable enough to tell your partner, hey, this is what turns me on. Do this a little longer. That position doesn't work for me. And that that comes with age, I believe. I think when you're younger, you kind of just don't really talk and you're kind of afraid. But as you get older, you got to speak up and really tell a person, you know, what it is that you want. And if you really, you know, care or love that person, be willing to work. I'm not saying like, hey, I don't, I don't want to be gagged. (laughs) If If my partner was to bring that up, I don't think like you know that's just not something that turns me on but hey is there something else you like that I would be willing to try people just have to like you know be willing to compromise and work through things and be upfront and honest do you think there's a reason why a lot of women feel like that should be the the biggest thing that they want to bring up 
when they trying to find a relationship where it's like, hey, I'm not about the sex or if you about sex, don't talk to me because it's like you hear more of that than the actual person themselves. Definitely put it out there what, what you want and what you're looking for. Like I said, don't some people will lie and be like, yeah, I, I want a relationship. Yeah, don't. <laughs> and then you lead someone on and you're wasting their time. So sometimes women will be like, you know, hey, I'm not about just sex. I'm looking for a relationship. This is what I want. And then on the flip side, there are women. That's what I'm saying. You ain't got to lie. There are some women right now, yo, cash at me or even take money out of the equation. There's some women who just, they want it. <laughs> they want it. They want it, want it, want it. And it's like, just go for you know be honest and go for what person says they're into don't leave people on wasting their time well we definitely had a lot to say in this um sex episode and this was very needed um very overdue needed when i'm like really speaking on these love sagas of different stories about relationships and out of many different topics and scenarios with relationships, sex is definitely one of them things where it's like people kind of like underlying just sex, but there's more to sex that we had talked about where it's like, you know, it becomes it becomes a questions. And with you as the, the woman that's speaking out about what should a woman do or say or think about it kind of give more um aspects to say you know there's more to this than just saying yeah i got me a good man and i have sex with him but so 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 xyz um well I'm hoping that if I do this for him or that for him, he won't he won't creep out or she won't creep out. And the same thing as far as people doing the whole going under the knife and everything. I definitely disagree when people because I've heard uh, women. I, I can't speak for men when women feel like, uh, for example, say their partner wants to have a threesome. And they're like, you know, I'm not really into another woman. I'm not really bisexual, but I'm going to do it to please him. I'm going to do it to make him happy. Girl, boy, whoever, never do something that you're not comfortable with to make somebody else happy. Y'all can come up with some other different kind of scenario. But what's going to happen is if you feel that, oh, I got to do all this freaky stuff that makes me uncomfortable or disgusts me just to hold on to someone that's not cool because you're devaluing yourself to make somebody else happy i mean if a guy was like you know hey i want to do this but they won't do that for you or they're not interested in you know hey i'll compromise i i i'm not really into this but to make you happy i'll do that then that's like you're leading yourself to being uh unhappy later on and you're going to resent that person and be like i did all of this for you because most of the time, no offense, when you start adding extra people in your relationship, it's not going to last anyway. I say that, but I've, I very rarely, and I know a lot of people who are into like either swapping or they want to have the whole uh, polygamous 
lifestyle where you know this guy uh maybe his girlfriend is bisexual she likes women so they're bringing in a girlfriend that they share it um doesn't really work usually (laughs) unless the woman is bisexual and she happens to actually like women yes but if she's not bisexual and she's just doing it to make him happy that relationship usually just does not work and you start adding extra people and you start doing things that you think is going to make that person happy it usually blows up in your face i've seen somebody who who the guy had a kid on her the person that they were having a threesome with and that's like uh what a mess because he was dope you know dipping around and you know was messing with the person outside of the quote-unquote agreed upon rules so you just have to be those things get really tricky and you got to be real careful with that well let's talk about that right quick before we end this um podcast like do you feel um because it was one thing about being open but there are several people who i feel like What's your whole thought of the whole polygamy relationship and how people could honestly say, well, yeah, I understand I'm going out with this person, but they going out with that person. And I'm open, to the, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the fact that this person could be in, it's not even an open relationship. They are okay to say, I'm talking to this person, even though that person got like, two or three or other people, you know, that they're talking to. Okay. I am a believer that not everyone is going to be monogamous. Let's look at the divorce rates (laughs) and stuff like that. Everybody is not meant to be monogamous. Some people shouldn't even be in a relationship, period. Some people, some people and uh, polyamorous relationships where everybody can kind of branch off and and have a partner i believe those work the best versus polygamous relationship where usually in um, america it's usually a man with multiple girlfriend wives whatever they like to call themselves very rarely um there is a show on tlc though um my brother um, husband i believe that's what it's called where the woman uh actually has multiple uh what she calls her husband so that does um, happen very rare though but um, if that is something that's openly communicated you guys have rules it may work um, I'm going to tell a little bit of personal information so y'all don't clown me out here when y'all hear this in my 20s I was a part of a, um, a pro-black um, community I'm not going to like really list it because I don't want them coming from my head. But anyways, they promoted polygamy. And the whole thing behind it was there's just not enough good men for women. And in some cities, that's actually true. Women outnumber uh, men for various reasons. Uh, They're locked up. They're gay. They're just not, they're not, you know, they wouldn't date you anyways. Um, they may, you know, not, uh, whatever the reason may be, they may be dead because, you know, crime and things like that. So there's more women than men. So they were heavily promoting polygamy. I got into it, actually met someone, another woman that I was like, you know, uh, we were in this group talking and she's like really dope. I really like her. I could see 
believe it or not, I can actually see her and like bring her, and I would actually be cool with that because you know, I where, where I okay, for example, I don't really like cooking. I've never really like cooking. I got to cook, you know what I mean? Because I gotta eat, gotta feed my kids. But that's not something I like to do. Now the domestic stuff, I like to clean. She's the total opposite. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, we can feed off that because she can throw down in the kitchen. You know what I mean? And I'll be the one that's cleaning. We can take turns with the um, the child care because now we're not like, you know, daycare is ridiculous. It always has been, but that's another story. We can, like, you know, I can help her when she's trying to work and we can like set our schedules to where I, I got her kids and they're safe. She got my kids and they're safe. And, you know, putting out there I like women and men <laughs> so you know oh, it, it would work because it wouldn't be a jealousy thing because I'm into it so that was something I was really like really really considering at one point in time but man actually like in theory it sounds great on paper actually living that lifestyle oh I'm not gonna name the girl this is somebody else I went to school with so I was like thinking oh I know her it's gonna work yeah no, uh, 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 uh. rules between uh the male that was the, the man that was in my life he was doing stuff that like you're not supposed to be doing we're supposed to have group messages so then that way if somebody says oh later on she said this or he said that no it's right here everybody can see it they're having side conversations okay then say just schedule ride say she had more free time than I did now she's spending more time with him than I am now I'm in my feelings it is harder you know what I mean in practice versus when you're like just in theory like oh yeah you gotta like really care about the people that you have and really be actively working constantly because there's going to be miscommunication there's gonna be jealousy i don't care what folks say about i'm not jealous and i was into women imagine a woman who's doing this and they're called sister wives it's a show about that some people do that uh for religion and then some people i'm not gonna name the religion there are there are black people which um follow that religious wise that her husband and the first wife actually has to recruit other women and bring them in. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm not going to name it because those, those people right there, they're they're nuts <laughs> or whatever. So I'm not going to get to the religious aspect of it. But there are actually women religiously that believe in that. And so people will be like, you know, no, we're not jealous. We're, we, you know, we're, we're building up our community and this is so healthy and wonderful. B.S. Everybody gets jealous at some point or another. That is a lie. If somebody tells you we do not get jealous, that is not true. And I was open enough. She was open enough. And we had, you know, these conversations. I can't do this. This is not what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? So it's going to have to, you know, end. And I'm glad that I didn't let it get too far because say it had been a year or two into this thing. Now this girl's attached to my children potentially she's uh, attached to my partner how do i then say hey you know out of three of us we all agree but now i want out that would be selfish and that would be messed up 
So I was glad I caught it early, but yeah, man, man, and very it sounded great. Actually doing it, <laughs> I could do a casual thing, but us doing this like long term, I can't do it. The fact that you say um, people being selfish, do you think being such being selfish in a sexual in a in a sexual matter with a person, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think being selfish is a good thing. I think it should be a compromise between partners. When you actually say that you love a person, I feel that there always should be some type of compromise. It can't just be this one person is getting everything they want to the detriment of someone else. And if you really cared about your partner, you got to look at it from like their perspective. What if they were asking me to do things I wasn't comfortable with or just being selfish? That's what I'm saying. Always put your needs and say what you need and what you want, but also be willing to work with the person. If the person's just not comfortable or they're, they feel that, you know, that basically they're being taken advantage of. You gotta, if you care about them in a relationship, you gotta work with that. Now it gets tricky when it's like these casual things because, you know what I mean? They don't claim to love you. So, you know what I mean? You gotta kind of take it where that person stands. But if you're in a relationship, you gotta be mindful of not just thinking about yourself. Speak up and advocate for your your wants and your desires, but you gotta respect and communicate and try to compromise with your partner so that they are also being satisfied. And with that, I mean, I think we got enough information that we need to, you know, kind of express as far as the, you know, the light and dark side when it comes to sex, when it ends to dating and relationship and the less aspects of it. Um, as far as my little closing thoughts, all I could really say is you really learn a lot based off of the things you went through and the things you never thought it could happen to you. And when it does, it does kind of question where do you go sexually even with your new person? Because I know when women trying to break men's egos, that that whole ego mindset kind of kicks in for a new person where it's like, what can you do not to mess up with this new person that somebody from the past kind of, you know, totally messed up your whole ego aspects. And, you know, for us men, we kind of realize, you know, we know that not all women are going to be the same when it comes to what's going to please them compared to what's going to please us. Exactly. So... But um, any last words on your end? Yes. I'm going to repeat several things that I've said before. I believe partners should be honest about what it is they want up front. Do not lie to try to get something out of someone. Be honest. Um, Definitely, we need, as a people, we need to be getting tested. Don't just take the word what someone says. Be open-minded. Be willing to compromise with your partner 
-hmm. to make sure that both of y'all's needs or however many is involved that everyone's needs is being uh met as best as you can also do not devalue yourself into thinking i must do this to make that person happy when it's something that you know i'm just ooh, i'm not into that it grosses me out i just i don't want to do it never feel that you have to do that because then you are going to be in the long run you're going to be miserable or resenting your partner for doing something you really didn't want to do speak up for yourselves you guys advocate for yourself be honest consenting adults <laughs> and communicate 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 you guys now i will say this um uh, we we kind of spoke on this a little bit, but um, I will say to the audience that um, that I kind of spoke about in one of my podcast episodes um, that because of this situation that I went through, it actually transcends to a larger scope for the reason why this podcast has actually existed in the first place, and that is that is really because of the situation that I went with um, the person on um, P that I told you I dealt with um, is that so much of the whole sexual aspect that why we broke up and what you know the reason why she feel like this ain't gonna work and everything but it had me think so much of how that easily kind of like how that person escape, you know, for whatever reason, to the point where it started a domino effect to understanding a lot about a lot about truth, and it actually helped me started what I what I went through as an enlightenment stage where um it kind of like helped me understand like if this started or if this fall because of sex what was also out there that we don't know that could actually damage and hurt other people without you even knowing that certain things as easy as sex can affect a person moving forward in life and I felt what I went through was the start of my enlightenment my enlightenment stage that kind of like not only helped me not be afraid of sex anymore but also opened up more about what is what's what else truth that's out here that I didn't even know about so even though I went through a bad situation when it comes to a woman pleasure it also helped me understanding deeper and deeper into a to a problem that obviously there is a cause but we don't know what else is out there that could affect a person mindset and for me it just helped me open up a whole can of unanswered doors that I am willing to open and jump in to the rabbit hole that we call truth. And 
and that's one of those reasons why I wanted to bring this um, topic up to the podcast and one of the reasons why Dark Knight Truth Talk is what it is because you know some people might feel offended about this podcast episode that we did some people might feel offended what you said or what I said some people feel like dang you just brought so much truth I'm like ugh you brought too much truth to this I don't know no more but it just kind of helps out what's we didn't know existed or was a problem to well, we don't know if it could happen to me it could happen to you it could happen to anybody but we, but we just don't know what could happen to anybody because we don't know who have went through a scenario like you and i have been i agree and also i would just like to add um I was thinking about that situation with that P was a B. <laughs> I'll put it like that. If you actually are in a relationship with someone that you claim to care and love, there's a way that you can say, hey, my needs are X, Y, Z. I don't feel that I, you know, my needs are being met. You can talk to a person with respect and not put them down. And that situation, why I consider her a B, I felt like not only did she say this in a very nasty tone in a way, she never even tried to compromise and like, you know, hey, let's try this, let's try that, let's work on it together. She just instantly had her mind set. And that's where I'm like, to me, that's a big red flag because it was something else besides just that. If my partner was like, you know, hey, you're not pleasing me, I would like blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's work and try to make it better. I don't instantly go, oh, so you said I don't please you. Well, well, bye to someone that I claim I care and I love about. This is why people don't like to say things because they, you know, or to talk about certain situations because say I want to try, let's say pegging. We'll put it out there like that. I want to try pegging with my partner. If I can't even go to my partner and say, hey, I would like to try this. This is something that I like without them shooting me down and making me feel bad. Like, you don't, do you care about me <laughs> at all? Like, we're just communicating something. That's simple. No, I don't think I could do that for you, bae. But let's try this. If a person just instantly, no, nah, I don't like this. Bye. They didn't love or care about you. And that's just how I see it. But do you feel like when a person wanna say do they feel they don't feel attractive because of whatever reason into the sex? Do you really feel like that really plays a part of the whole intimacy? Is like, well, he ain't coming off because he don't feel attractive. I don't what the woman don't feel attractive to him anymore or attracted to him. Like, is that really is that really a problem in in our relationship in our relationship um, world? Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have to say that yes. If you are in a committed relationship and you actually um, love and care for your partner, and you know that they're not um, getting off, so to speak. <laughs> Um, it would um, make me feel some kind of way or it would make that person feel 
uh, like it's a blow to your ego. You would start to think like, is there something wrong with me? It would make you start questioning some things. And that's where, you know, I had said earlier, both partners have to really like just be open with each other and communicate because it could be something as simple underlying issue it could have just been like you know hey babe i'm sorry my mind is somewhere else work was just you know i was thinking about work i got yelled at i got rolled up um it's so many different variables why sometimes you just aren't able to to climax um and that's where both partners have to talk to each other and really just get to the bottom of things without like i said putting the other partner down and just being really open communication wise with each other on trying to get to the bottom of the situation because again if you care and love your partner you want the best for them the same way they want the best for you you gotta come to some type of middle ground if you actually care about the person you're with and with that we got a lot cover into this episode so i want to thank again my guest deborah jones for a wonderful conversation about a lot about intimacies um lust love when we dealing with sex um we put that out there you know it was very blunt and everything very vulgar in some aspects not too vulgar but you know we're trying to, you know, be truthful on what's really out here. And we're not trying to hold nothing back here in Dark Knight True Talk. Um, this is all about the truth. And that's all we're trying to bring. So, again, thank you so much again, Deborah, for jumping on this podcast on this very tackle episode. This topic <laughs> that we end up doing. Thank you, Mike, for having me. I, it was a blast. I really like when we have these uh, podcasts. We can bounce so many different ideas, get to learn things. And I really hope for the listeners that you have enjoyed the podcast. And um, there's more to come between us. So again, thank you, Mike. Welcome. And that it is. We got more to come. So with that said, this is Mike with Dark Knight Truth Talk. And we will see you when we see you on the next episode. Bye. Peace.